This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen, and I want to welcome you to the Warning Television Program. Wherever you're watching or listening, welcome. Yes, this is also on radio and shortwave. I have with me my special guest today is Joan Hunter. She's a compassionate minister. I think that's important. Jesus moved with compassion. She's a dynamic teacher, accomplished author, and an anointed healing evangelist. I've known her actually for a long, long time, although normally we don't get a chance to be together because we're flying in different directions. She's devoted her life to carry the gospel of hope, the message of hope, deliverance and healing to the nations. As president and founder of Hearts for Him and Joan Hunter Ministries, her vision is to equip believers to take the healing power of God beyond the four walls of the church to the four corners of the earth. Joan ministers the gospel with manifestations of supernatural signs and wonders in healing school sessions, miracle services, conferences, and churches around the world. Being sensitive to the Holy Spirit, Joan speaks prophetically in the services, releasing personal and corporate prophetic ministry to those in attendance. And yes, miracles happen. So we're going to go and meet Joan Hunter right now. Now, ladies and gentlemen, if people have not, people you know, if you don't think they're watching, call them right now. Have them tune into this program. Again, they could receive their miracle today, right now. Joan, welcome to the program warning. Thank you, thank you. I'm excited to be here. It's good to see you again after all these years. (laughs) Yes, it's been a few years, but uh, I'm so glad that you're here with me. When I heard you were coming to this area, I immediately got a hold of you because, you know, Joe Kirkwood, Pastor Kirkwood, you minister with him Mm -hmm. a lot. And he told me, I said, let me see if I can catch her. So, Joan, you are all over the world and you could either talk about where you're going, but let's also talk about your recent trips because I want to talk about some miracles. Okay. You know, people need to understand that God is a God of miracles and you're going to hear that right now. God is a God of miracles. What you read about in the Bible happens today. So, Joan, why don't you tell us where you've recently been and just go into some of the miracles. It's very exciting. For those of you that don't have any idea who I am, one of the things that I get I'm very proud of and honored, I'm the daughter of Charles and Francis Hunter, known as the Happy Hunters. Maybe many of you know who they are. And many times I go to cities after cities. I got saved in their service. I got the baptism. I got set free of smoking. I got healed, different things like that. I couldn't have a child. And, and here's my child who's, you know, 20 and 30 years old now. And wow. so it's, it's always fun hearing about testimonies that happen through mom and dad. Okay. And uh, traveled with them for about 35 years. And now I've been on my own for the last roughly 25. It's a total of, of 53 years, 52 years in the healing ministry. Wow. And uh, yeah, it's a, and I, yeah I'm, I'm that old. <laughs> and, uh, we are just, close to the same age. We are very close, yes. I've turned 70, and so I'm paving <laughs> the way for you. There you go. And, uh, <laughs> but anyway, I got saved when I was 12, and I've never wavered from that decision. And I told God, I'll do anything you want me to do, and I'll go wherever you want me to go. Beautiful. And you expect that to be done with the 50s and the 60s, but now in the 70s, he's having me go all over the world like crazy. 
but God's just really, really anointed me to, uh, he's really opened up the continent of Africa to okay, me. Okay. And I've already been to like five countries, uh, maybe more than that actually, and I'm going back shortly to do another one and then a few months later i'll be doing three more countries so wow it's pretty exciting i'm i'm still pretty much amazed i'm like what 50 year old man said no to this and a 70 year old woman said yes wow <laughs> you know yeah and to have the massive crusades of you know 50 to 100,000. and uh, a couple months ago i was in pakistan and they now say i'm the favorite person of pakistan wow you know so i thought well that's pretty cool and and then in Africa, they call me the new Ronnie Bonnie. And I'm like, Ronnie Bonnie? Anyways, Reinhard Bonnke. And uh, having massive crusades all over Africa, uh, you know, tens of thousands are getting saved, healed. And what's really cool is that when I was recently in Togo, that, you know, we're doing the working of miracles. I could lay hands on the sick, individually see them healed. And phenomenal results where that's concerned. But I also teach people how to do that. So I bring people up on the platform. I would pray they would get new knees, you know, and so, and then I'd pray for the shoulder and the shoulders would get healed and, you know, neck problems, so many neck problems because they've carried the 50 pound bags on their head since they were like 10. Yes, okay, yes. Okay, so they all have neck problems. So, and they've stunted growth because of so much pressure on their head. So I put my hands around their neck and, you know, command their body to grow and, you know, spine to be healed, neck to be healed. And it's pretty exciting. And, and everybody, every, every time somebody got healed, the crowd goes, whoa, you know, and then I'll do working mirrors with somebody over here that has this and whatever. And then they'll get healed. And, and how many of you were healed of this? And, you know, like 10,000 got knee healings or back problems or different things like that, which is fun. But then in Togo, it was so cool because as I was ministering, um, God just said, okay, now have them turn and pray for one another. I've got a team of like 10 that have been trained under me that have been ordained and all that kind of stuff and been through my healing school. And so they're there to pray, but they, all of us cannot pray for 70,000 people or whatever yes, that was that's there. Right, that's right. And so I said, now what I want you to do is I want you to turn to the person next to you and say, what do you need Jesus to heal you up? Whether it be knees, back or whatever, you do the praying. And so I had him do that. And then I said, how many of you have received your healing from that? And not one did not, there was not that kept their, not one that kept their hand down. It was amazing. But it was power of God, hope in the room. You talked about hope earlier. There was hope in the room. People were healed, uh, even though, of course, it was outdoor, out, you know, outdoor and, and all the stuff. And it was just absolutely miraculous. But for these people that have come from their villages, and them to lay hands on somebody else is absolutely amazing. Yes, yes. The Word of God says in Mark 16 that we as believers are going to do that. And it's not Joan that heals, it's Jesus that heals. Good, good. And, and that's what people need to remember, that Jesus is the healer. Absolutely. I know that when I've traveled with people, and when I've, I've had several mega churches, and I would say, Jesus heals. Your job is to lay hands on the sick. Right. And we must understand that Jesus is the healer. Right. And get our eyes off of the man or the woman yeah. to, that's, you know, praying. Because I, with working in miracles, I don't lay hands on them. Right. And many times people will uh, come up in the prayer line, and, but by the time they get to the person or me, they're already healed because yeah. the anointing is there. There you go. And their hope is there. Yeah. So I want to encourage everybody, that your level of hope, when, it's going to raise today that Jesus wants to heal you. There's no reason why he doesn't want to heal you today. 
Good, good. And that is so important. Some people, you know, you hear obviously from different churches, depending on their pastor, what he's been teaching them, and they think they need to just put it up with it and have a good attitude. But uh, And try to earn it. There you go. But what I read is, is Satan is the cause of sickness and disease, and we're supposed to resist him, not cooperate with him. Right. Joan? Many times people say, well, you know, like I had one lady, um, she's a friend of a friend, and my friend says, why don't you come over, we'll get Joan to pray, you know, because she was getting ready to have a double mastectomy because of cancer. And, uh, and she goes, no, God sent this cancer to me to help me with my pride, you know, to get me free of pride. Well, she goes in, she has a double mastectomy, and she's still got pride. Because you can lose your breast, but it's, it's got to be a heart healing. Yeah. You can read books on pride, but, you, you know, keep your breast, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and, the thing, and I'm like, and first of all, just to clarify this, God does not have, have cancer to give. God's a good God, you know, and sin opens the door for these things. There you go. There you go. And that's what people don't recognize is sin opens the door. Mm -hmm. And even Christians, sin opens the door, not only to diseases, but again, demons. And lack and everything else. Totally. You know, and it's like, I, I do what's, uh, I have a book called Power to Heal that deals with the root causes of sickness. Year 2000, I'm diagnosed with, with breast cancer, given two years to live. Now, that was over 23 years now ago. Now, that was you? That was me. Wow. This is me, okay? And so... I uh, went through a, a horrific divorce. My now ex-husband was living a double life as homosexual. Wow. And so you go through all the hell, all the trauma, the worry. If I get a divorce, how can I support the children? We had four girls. And then how can we do this? How, you know, the worry, worry, worry. That's the open door for the breast cancer because the breast represents the family. Yes, yes. And, uh, and so the trauma and the stress and everything showed up there. And so I was worried, worried, worried. And that's, once again, that was the primary door. And so I start off the book by talking about the power of your words and or the power of the words that are spoken over you. Like you've got cancer, you've got breast cancer, you've got two years to live. Well, I was hurt so bad in my heart, I was excited I was going to be with Jesus. And then I realized I had four good reasons to live. Yes. Charity's Vice Melody and Abigail and my four girls. And the thing is, is where that's concerned is that I had to make a decision. I, out of my mouth, confess life and death is in the power of the tongue. I could say death and go, okay, I'm gone. I'm out of here. Life is I'm going to live and not die and declare the works of the Lord, which is that's, I started slapping my face on the table, looking at the cancer on the screen and going, no, I'm going to live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. And so at that point, I went home and uh, I had my mom and dad pray with me on the phone. And that's all I did. But what regarding that? But what I said, I, I told God, I said, I can live without a breast, but I can't live with a broken heart. I was diagnosed with broken heart syndrome. I now have a beautiful heart, according to the doctor. Now he, they told me that a couple, day, you know, a couple weeks ago. They did my annual, and they go, you have a beautiful heart. I thought, thank you. I don't have a 70-year-old heart, because I got <laughs> renewed. Hallelujah. And, uh, but anyway, so I went in the shower, and I, I would cry in the shower so my girls didn't hear me crying. The dog's the only one that heard me crying, and she cried with me. It was very sweet. She's waiting for me in heaven now. And uh, no matter how you feel about that biblically, it doesn't make any difference. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You know, she's there. She deserved it, you know. <laughs> she, she was a sweetheart of a dog. And, uh, but anyway, I would, I would just go, like, I can't, I can't live with this. I can't live with the pain in here. 
And, and I, I walked out, learned how to do, to forgive him. When you forgive, it doesn't mean what he did was now right. Exactly. It frees you up. Exactly. And, and it gives you, I say you forgive somebody that really hurts you and he comes with a facelift. <laughs> Hallelujah. And, uh, but and I, I, I got rid of any form of rejection, abandonment, betrayal, you know, and, and just, just unbelievable, uh, you know, stuff that, that was happening. And, and I would come out of the shower and I would, you know, be clean, but I would be, have my heart cleansed because it's the washing of the water of the word. And you combine those two, confessing the word in the shower. I think I used the whole hot water tank every time I took a shower. And, but I was, I, I wanted to just stay in with the water pouring over me as a type and shadow of the Holy Spirit and the oil pouring over me. Good, good. It was amazing. Well, that's beautiful. And what people need to realize is it's, it's not only, again, bitterness or hatred or unforgiveness, but Joan brought it back very clearly. Worry, worry, fear. You know, it's amazing, Joan. People, you know, let's pray about it. And the next, as soon as you say amen, once again, they're regurgitating their worries and fears. Absolutely. My um, God, what, what are you praying for? Right. Three years ago, I wrote a book called Annihilate Fear. Not just freedom from fear, and I want it done with because fear is a major open door for sickness. Good. I fear Not good, I'm going but to. Good that you brought I, it out. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I understand that, but it's like you can fear this is going to come upon you, whatever it is, whether a virus, you know, the cold, flu, whatever. You can have fear that it's going to come on you, and it will. It's an invitation to come on you. It's like, as your faith, so be it. I right. mean, you're as believing your fear, in faith, so or you're believing in fear, well, okay. So be it. Yep. So be it. Yep. No, and that's that's good. Ladies mm -hmm. and gentlemen, again, this is important because people all the time, I'm encountering them everywhere I go. You know, you pray for them, and as soon as you say amen, they're, they're bringing right back up. And I look at them sometimes, and I said, hey, we just prayed. Why are you saying these things? Because mm -hmm. we've got to quit worrying. We, we've got to right. quit operating in fear. And another one is a feeling of not being good enough. Okay, good. And that's like, you know, what did I do to deserve this? Yeah. And it's like, you accepted Jesus Christ into your heart. With that comes all power and authority. And it's our covenant with God through Jesus to be healed. Wow. You know, that's good. Not feeling good enough. Because... Mm -hmm. That's another major thing that people do and Christians do. Uh, again, you if try I pray to pray hard enough. I'll get yeah, yeah. You or, and you try to talk to them about getting get out of those tracks. Absolutely. I mean, quit condemning yourself. And why don't you count on what God says you are? Leave the past behind. But that's another thing that a lot of Christians have a hard time doing, and so uh, mm -hmm. that blocks their healing and deliverance. Mm -hmm. which, yeah, which is really amazing. It's like. The word says God chooses to remember our sins no more. Yeah. It doesn't say he has a bad memory. He's choosing, choosing. to let it go. <laughs> so when we forgive, we need to choose to let it go. Good. Number one. Good. But also, we need to accept the fact that he has forgiven us. Yeah. Now, that's excellent. And that is so important because all of us who have ministered to people and uh, we encounter those things. Mm-hmm. We have to choose to let it go, choose really to believe what God says. You know, the battle's in the mind. Mm -hmm. And so we've got to understand these things. So I'm glad you brought these points out. 
Now, I'm going to ask you again some specifics in some of these recent countries, but is there something else you want to bring out that you have noticed is a stumbling block to people's healing or maintaining their healing? They sometimes, you know, sometimes, not always, and I can answer that in two different ways. Number one, they get they might have a lying symptom come back. Okay. What do they do with that? Okay. Oh, I didn't get healed. And that's an invitation for the disease to come back on. Okay. As in comparison to you lying devil, you're trespassing on God's property. I was healed last night. We need to stand and take ground that we have been healed and confess that we are healed. Good. Good. Okay. Good. Another thing is some people lose their healing maybe after six months or a year. I'll give you an example. Fibromyalgia. Many times people pray for fibromyalgia. The pain goes, but it comes back and it comes back later under a stressful situation because it's brought on by trauma and stress. Now, I prayed for somebody the other day. How long have you had this? You know, and uh, it was a man, actually. Rare is a man that has fibromyalgia. But I prayed for him. He says, probably 40 to 45 years. So I put my hand and I was praying in the name of Jesus, I curse the spirit of trauma and trauma. And I'm like, and I'm getting a vision as I'm praying uh, in the spirit of him being hit with a, a piece of board, like a two by four. It turned out to be a two by six uh, when I found out, you know, when I explained this to him. And I'm like, I'm bawling because I can see him as a four and five year old literally being beat, not just on the bottom, but beat. Beat on the back, beat on the head, flip across the face. Wow, wow. I mean, it was horrible. Yeah. And and he because he's had it his whole life. And that trauma of that event is what opened the door for fibromyalgia. Then he felt he felt like if my dad beats me, that's showing he loves me. You know, a loving father corrects. That's right. Doesn't beat. Right. And so he got totally, completely set free. He, they, one of the swats or so broke his tailbone. He hasn't been able to sit straight for 40 years. My goodness. You know, 45 years. And he's, you know, just kind of like this in the chair. And now I know why he was wiggling so much during the service. And so I prayed for the tailbone. God gave him a brand new tailbone, took all the pain away. And I'm going to explain a little bit more about that. And then I had him sit on a, a hard bar stool type thing or, you know, and, uh, and he was like, you know, he's going all over. He's like, it's not hurting. It's not hurting. And then I pray for God to, number one, take care of the trauma, erase the memory of it, what I call erase the pain of the past. And God will remove what his father did to him. Good. He knows it happened, but the reality and the pain in your body. So you have the trauma that comes in and everywhere he hit was still sore. Wow. Okay. Wow. That's called cellular memory. Sure. And he's had that pain for 45 years until it was Mother's Day. Wow. And he got totally healed on Mother's Day. Praise the Lord. And so I pray for the trauma, the fear, um, the memory, cellular memory, and fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue syndrome, and the whole bit. And people with fibromyalgia always get healed. Wow. Because I go, f- and then it never comes back. Because I go for the trauma that is the root of all of that. Okay. And when you get the root taken care of, then automatically it's, they're healed, which is awesome. That's great. That is wonderful. That's why she's called a dynamic teacher. <laughs> okay? Dynamic 
teacher. Uh, you know that, what you gave an explanation, you know, you know, spare the rod, spoil the child. There's a difference, as you said, between correction and abuse. Right. Or even assault. I mean, my goodness, what that father did was I can't assault. believe that he, that, I, that he wasn't taken away. Yeah, he should have been arrested. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, to, to, to do something to anybody, not yet your own child. Right. So, Joan, again, you, you've just recently been to different countries. And uh, pick, pick a country and uh, talk about a miracle or miracles in that country, and we can cover several. Okay. Uh, go to Rwanda. Okay. I'm getting ready to speak. Okay. And God says, I want you to teach on finances. Okay. I'm like, they didn't bring me over here to speak on finances. <laughs> they want healing of the congregation. And I'm hearing finances, finances. And, I'm, and so I listen. I know that's God's voice. It's sure. not me telling myself to talk on finances. Though I have anointing, body, mind, soul, spirit, and finance. Yes. Okay, I have an anointing on that. So I get up there and I teach on finances. And I'm going to pause right there. And at the end of the service, pastor said they had two services on Sunday. I didn't know if he didn't want me talking about finances or what. He says, we've been praying who to bring in to talk about finances to set my congregation free. And you did it. Please repeat the next service. I'm like, I can't repeat, but I can teach on finances. Sure. The next service. Sure. Okay. So then, I think it was the second service, a very large lady comes up to the front on crutches. I, I asked for knee problems. So she comes up to the front and then they have, she has to be lifted onto the platform. I offered to go down, but she goes, no, she wanted to be up there. So she comes up on the platform, and, and I said, now, what's wrong? Obviously, through a translator. And she goes, neck, knees, and shoulder. I said, that's easy. I mean, because there's nothing in the Word of God that says healing is hard. Yes. Okay? Yes. So we do that. She, um, so I prayed for her knees, and I say, thank, tell, thank you, Jesus. So she takes her knees, and she does that. I put my hand around her neck and she grew like four inches Wow! as God replaced the, the disc in her neck and any damaged vertebrae and her neck got totally completely healed and it was just like, and her back got healed and she just you know, stood really tall and then she, at that point, I'm holding her crutches and the shoulder in the name of Jesus, I command the shoulder to be healed in Jesus' name and so she goes, oh, well, oh, and any language means it still hurts. Yes, yes. So no translator needed there. So I put my hand on her shoulder, and I told her to say, thank you, Jesus. So we go, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus. And then like four times, it was all the way up to completely healed. And she is like, you got a crowd of like 2,000 at this church, and they're going crazy. I yes. Mean, they are like literally going crazy. Yes. In a good way. And I mean, wow, you know, and then uh, she says, can I run over there? She had to be lifted onto the platform. She couldn't walk a step without the crutches or was leaning on two men. Okay. And I said, sure, you go ahead. She, I mean, she's like running all over the place. And, and then the crowd's really screaming. And then all of a sudden I turned to my translator. And I'm like, where's my translator? <laughs> he was gone. And he had found a corner over there and buried his head and just wept. Wow. He said it was the first miracle he'd ever seen. Wow. And he was bawling and bawling. And he did come back and we finished the service out. Well, I didn't know it was live streamed. So I had 400 invitations to Africa the next day. Oh, my. <laughs> my, I'm like, my. Oh. And I'm hitting as many countries as I can. But it was so, it was so fun. And I mean, we've had, you, there's people that come in with big lumps, you know, in their breasts or whatever, gone and. And uh, people that can't have babies, I'm finding out they're having babies and because of different things that, you know, that medications or whatever they've gotten that they, keeps them from having babies and then they get pregnant and have babies and, you know, and all that kind of good stuff. 
Tremendous. Headaches gone. Tremendous. You know? Tremendous. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the God we serve. That's the God we serve. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The God that opened the Red Sea. The God that brought water out of the rock. The God that fed him in the wilderness. The God, again, with the ten plagues against Pharaoh. This is the God we serve. Everything you saw in the Bible from beginning to end, through the apostles, through the life of Jesus, this is what's supposed to happen today. Joan? Right, I totally agree. And the thing is, it's like, oh, you can do this, you can do this, you can do this, and, you know, to me. And I'm like, no, you can do this. You can do this. Amen. Because Amen. the Bible doesn't say just Joan or just Jonathan. Yeah, that's right. You know, even though we all got J's, there you go. Jonathan and Joan. Hey, there you go. But, you know, we still have, we have the anointing of Jesus, and you do too. You can take it to the stores. You know, the, the vision statement is to equip believers, take the healing power of God beyond the four walls of church, four corners of the earth. Well, because of this show, you might think Africa, India, Pakistan, you know, different places like that. No, your family, your neighborhood, where you shop, and where you work. It's awesome. I'm going to add another quick story on that. Do it. When we went to Uganda, I'm in the car, and they honored me because they wanted me to be in the car, and the team can be in the bus, and there was no shocks on there, and you know what I'm talking about with that. You I've been to about Uganda Manila, at least 50 you know. times. Yeah, so, so you have the, the shaking, racking, and roll, you know, rolling the whole bit, and, uh, and I'm in the back seat, and Joe's, you know, Joe Kirkwood, he's in yeah. the front seat. Good friend. My window does not go up or down. It's stuck. And my door does not open. <laughs> okay. That's, no, 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 no. On safety. No, 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 no. And I'm like, so I told her, I said, I said, I'm just going to ride with the, you know, with everybody on the bus after this. A whole lot safer, my opinion. And, one one uh, minute. Okay. And so at that point, I said, God, I'm sitting in the back seat. Give her a new car. Give her a new car. While I'm there, somebody gives her a brand new Forerunner. Wow. Big car, great shocks. Wow. From a Ugandan. That's what it, it was from a Ugandan. When they get the hold of the message that God wants to, be, to bless them, and God wants to bless you no matter where you are in the world, Philippians 4.19 is apropos for you too. So be sure to quote that scripture and watch what God will do. Look into this camera. One minute. Pray for healing. Well, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, put your hand on your heart. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I send the word of healing in Jesus' name. I curse any and all forms of trauma in their life. Any kind of sickness, disease, cancer, spirit of cancer, prions, which are bad cells, eating good cells. I curse every one of those. Any lingering effect of what's called long COVID. Command all that to go. Chronic fatigue syndrome. I speak new lungs in Jesus' name. I speak knees, 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 knees in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for restoring their heart physically and emotionally. And Father, I thank you for healing their minds, healing their brains. No more headaches, no more migraines, and no more arthritis. Arthur's been given an eviction notice today in Jesus' name. Amen. And breakthrough in finances too. Ladies and gentlemen, telephone my office, 360-629-5248, 360-629-5248, and give me testimonies of what God just did for you. 360-629-5248, worldministries.org, worldministries.org. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and may God bless you. <laughs> 